0: The following podcast is a dear media production. I'm Corrine Eldor. Ever feel like you're playing small? Well, turn up the volume on my podcast, Share a Voice. Every Thursday, I sit down with the wave makers and game changers on everyone's radar. I'll be sharing inspo and takeaways based on my conversations with disruptors, visionaries, and compelling creatives about how they express themselves in their work. Prepare for tons of mic drop moments and subscribe so that you catch every sound bite. I'm fascinated by the power of feeling heard and taking up space. And I'm amped up about sharing these conversations with you. Hi, I'm Mariana, and welcome back to the Life with Mariana podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by someone who inspires me so much, Jane Hertzmark Huddis. Jane is the first female executive group president at the Estee Lauder companies and is known for being a powerhouse brand building expert, especially in skincare, which is a huge growth driver for their company. Her portfolio reflects so many iconic brands that are heavy hitters for the Estee Lauder companies, such as Estee Lauder, La Mer, Origins, Bobby Brown, Dr. Jart, as well as Aveda and Bumble and Bumble. In this episode, Jane shares her advice from her inspiring career in beauty, how to build a company with longevity, and what excites her about indie brands. And if you're loving my podcast, please take a moment to subscribe and leave a rating and review and check back every Tuesday for new episodes. Now, let's hear from Jane. Jane, I am so honored that you are on the podcast because you are someone who I look up to so much and your career is so inspiring. So how and where did you start your career in
1: beauty and did you know it was something you always wanted to do? Well, I started my career in beauty at the Estee Lauder companies and um, I'm really delighted to be here with you today and to share my thoughts and spend some time with you because I'm a great admirer of what you do and Our company was founded by a woman, Mrs. Estee Lauder, and she was a great entrepreneur, as are you. And um, it's really cool to see what you're doing. In terms of me, you know, I, from a young age, was very interested in art and design and style. I grew up in New York City and I went to the museums on Saturdays. And so there was something always visual in me. And over time I realized I was both left-brained and right-brained and beauty seemed like the perfect marriage. And so it just felt that beauty would bring those two sides of me together. My instinct was right and I started, you know, at the company many years ago actually as a marketing manager in a brand called Prescriptives. And that's where I got my start.
0: And you have worked your way up at Estee Lauder since then. What are some of the jobs that you've had or titles that you've you've had working your way up?
1: So I had multiple titles in the early days of prescriptives. You know, rising through the ranks, mostly in marketing, but taking on uh, new areas like product development or promotions, and um, sometimes creative. Uh, That was the very beginning. But over time, I oversaw the Origins brand. I was president of Origins. I was. You know, overseeing fragrances, Donna Karen fragrances early on in my career. And I even started a think tank at the company. And my biggest job prior to this one was the global brand president of Estee Lauder, the Estee Lauder brand, which, you know, overseeing every single aspect of that from marketing, product development, strategy, financials, you know, operations, absolutely everything in. 150 countries around the world. So I worked with my way up into that. And today I'm executive group president and I oversee nine brands in the company, including Estee Lauder, Le La Bobby Brown, Aaron, Origins, Aveda, Bumble and Bumble, and our latest acquisition, Dr. Jart. Which is so many
0: things. I don't know how you have time for all of it. And being the first female executive group president, I feel like you're setting such a good example for the women in your, your company to say, I started at this role and this is how I worked my way up. And I think that's so inspiring to see that you can grow within a business.
1: So Mrs. Estee Lauder had an expression and she said, I didn't get there by dreaming of it. I got there by working for it. And certainly I uphold that point of view. I've really worked my way up over the years. I've taken on new challenges and I've pushed hard. I also founded something called the Women's Leadership Network at the company to really focus on sponsoring and mentoring great women. And I feel that it is incumbent upon me to pay it forward and to give back and to set the example. And also Mentor the next generation and sponsor the next generation and bring everybody, all these great women, up the ladder with me.
0: Yeah, I think that's so important. And for you, you were just talking about all of the different brands that you oversee, which one is a lot of work. So, how do you split your time and responsibilities between the brands?
1: Well, you know, we have something called a strategic compass, and we look to see where uh, the world is growing and the greatest growth comes from. And so, I spend A lot of my time on the places that give us the greatest growth and and profitability in a way, which are things like today uh, and especially, you know, at this point in time, skincare, China and Chinese consumers, Asia and hair care, which are really the fastest growing categories. But in general, you know, I spend a lot of time on Estee Lauder because it's so large and uh, it a lot of ways my baby um but i i spend a lot of time on each of my brands and i'm very involved in brand building i'm considered to be a great brand builder in some places i'm coaching in some places i'm leading in some places i'm just encouraging um, but i'm involved in many different aspects of, of it but brand building is my thing and i go where I'm needed uh, to help my leaders achieve greatness
0: and when you're thinking about brand building and it's so easy now i think to kind of fall into the trap of trendy products. So how do you keep your brand's focused on creating products that have longevity while still creating products that might be really trendy at the moment? Or does it
1: vary brand by brand? No, really, in order for a brand to have a longevity, and I know you understand this really well, they have it has to have great DNA and great brand equity and that's really the the starting point. And that brand equity is built first and foremost, on the quality of the products. And so we really focus on something called hero products, which is creating great products that recruit new consumers on which they repeat, meaning they purchase again and again and again. And in creating these hero products, and and I know you know this well, there has to be a kind of addictive quality, a feeling like you cannot live without them. And this comes, you know, very heavily in terms of skincare products. And so we focus very much on that aspect as the long-term focus and the stability of the business. Having said that, trends do come and go. There are moments that things become very important, having been through all the discussions of wearing masks, et cetera. And so today, you want to seize on those opportunities, especially in terms of communication You want to take the opportunity to bring new concepts and new products in and out, but you really need to be focused on the long haul, which are these great hero products that people buy again and again. And some examples in my portfolio are Estee Lauder's Advanced Night Repair, Creme de la Mer, uh, The Origins Mega Mushroom Treatment Lotion, just to name a few. And in our newest acquisition, Dr. Jart Sikapare, is an absolute becoming a hero product and uh, the color correcting cream, and um, it's starting to take off. And you see that in terms of the consumer acceptance, and those are the products you want to focus on and drive over time.
0: And speaking of Dr. Jart and Cicapair, I feel like what made that so popular recently was going viral on TikTok. So have you seen where products go viral on the internet, and then all of a sudden, a product that's been a wa- around for a while all of a sudden becomes a bestseller?
1: Absolutely. And this is just such a perfect example. And thank you for bringing it up because um, yes, Sikapair has been around for a couple of years, but the minute the TikTok moment happened in early fall, the brand went through the roof and really the product went through the roof. And so just having great people who work on your brands who do great things like this TikTok moment, you know, the, the strength has been 20, 30% increases. And yes, it can happen that quickly
0: taking a break to tell you all about Skillshare. If you're spending a lot of time at home, we may as well make the most of the time that we have. I have spent a majority of the time in my last year learning how to better myself, new skills and watching online classes. You can use my link skillshare.com life for a free trial membership of Skillshare. And it's an online learning community that offers membership with meaning. There are so many classes to explore that will inspire and empower you to accomplish your goals. If you're creative like me, juggling it all from home can be so hard to manage. Try the Productivity for Creatives, Building a System that Brings Out Your Best Class by Thomas Frank. Or if you're trying to step up your Instagram content, try Video for Instagram, Tell an Engaging Story in Less Than a Minute with tips how to plan your shoot and style the shots. And if you follow me on Instagram, you probably know I start every morning with writing in my journal. I learned how to get the most out of my morning routine with the Self-Discovery Six Journaling Prompts for Gratitude and Growth class, and that teaches you why you should write for self-care and how to do a brain dump, which I do every night before bed. You can also find classes in entrepreneurship, productivity, and more. Skillshare is incredibly affordable with an annual subscription at less than $10 a month. Use my link, skillshare.com life for a free trial membership. That's skillshare.com life. Because no matter what 2021 brings, you can spend it creating something meaningful. Now let's get back to the episode. How do you know when you're working with a brand or on a product that something will be a winner?
1: You know... <laughs> It's very interesting that you say that. I really am also a product guru at heart. In a way, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. And I do have a feeling when I use the products, having spent so much of my life developing them, when they have that very special transformational quality. And so I have a good sense of it. We often test our products to determine that that's true. But I will tell you, there's nothing more powerful than a woman. a woman's gut. And I have that gut about products and I just get that feeling in my bones and I know it will be a winner. I do.
0: Yeah. I totally know how you feel. Like sometimes when we're developing something, I'm just like, I know people will be obsessed with this because I cannot live without this. And when we're developing products, I have to have that feeling every single time because we release so few products a year that it's high risk, high reward. So each one has to be very good and i feel like when i share it with my community online they can tell if i'm really into it or or if i'm just talking about something
1: it's really the real deal you really do know and when you when you start to know that's just the way it is and i'm truly authentic about it and i will tell you i also admire products from other brands and that's okay you know meaning that i i have great respect for other companies, other brands, other founders who do great things. And as you know, I'm a believer in great founders. And um, it's great to admire other people as well. And I'm super supportive of the women and men of this industry to do great things.
0: I have to share a little story with you, too. I actually, growing up, I always wanted Le Mer. I couldn't afford it. And I always had this aspiration of being able to afford great skincare. And after I graduated college and I was working for a while, it was the first Splurge beauty product that I bought because I was like, I have to get this. It is the best. And I have long admired like so many of your brands and products ever since then. So when you're creating something like that, how do you build this like aspirational lifestyle around a product?
1: Well what's you brought up Maire because it's such a great example. You know what's so wonderful about Maire besides being extraordinary product is that it has an authentic story born from the sea. And so the way you create the aspiration is first of all to have the commitment to the absolute uncompromising quality in product and packaging but also to be an extraordinary storyteller and to bring that story to women around the world and the story of the sea, I mean, that team has, you know, created more sea storytelling <laughs> than you could possibly imagine. And so the, the quality, the touch, the stories, the samples, the experience, the creation of what happens from a 360-degree standpoint across that brand is meticulous. And you really can compare it to the great luxury brands of the world. And today, La Mer is actually the number one luxury skincare brand in the world. But they did it not by rolling out distribution, but by being very selective about distribution, being very selective about the quality products that they introduce, and really creating a VIP clientele globally uh, that I think is unmatched. So it's, it's pretty extraordinary. It's
0: really, really amazing. And it's like one of those pieces that even when I have them, I just like sitting it on my counter just to know that I have it and it's there. The packaging is so beautiful and I love everything that they do. Um, so I read The Company I Keep, an amazing book. If you guys haven't had a chance to read it yet, it took me a little bit to get through it. It's a little bit of a long book, but it was so inspiring. I feel like I learned so much from Estee stories and Leonard Lauder. So what did you learn from Estee, Leonard, and the Lauder family about business and how to treat your team and employees?
1: Sure. So, I mean, the first and most important thing that I learned from Estee is to be indefatigable and to have passion and to love what you do and to be relentless about doing it. So that's just for for starters from her, and I actually uh, met her. And so I can speak firsthand about this. In terms of, you know, Leonard and the Lauder family, I've learned so many things. The first is how you treat others and you treat them like family in your business and how you respect and listen and how you are kind and caring and supportive. You know, we have a real responsibility to be put, you know, brands first, but people even ahead of that. And I've learned so much about how to treat others and how to be a great leader and how to inspire great work. One of the great lessons that Leonard in particular taught me is to always hire people who are smarter than you are. And he talks in his book about being in the Navy and learning that you can't be the smartest person in the room. And he taught me that, Leonard was and is my mentor, and taught me that very early on in my career. What does that say? It says, You know, don't be threatened by by really smart people and you'll be as good as your team. And so I've always tried to hire people who were super, super, super smart. The other thing is he taught me that relationships are forever. And so no matter who you are and where you are, whether you're caring for the person that, you know, delivers your packages or if it's just a colleague or a retail partner, you always treat them with respect and you never know where you'll all uh, end up. I think it's a great book. I think it's a fantastic book. I think the lessons in there are are wonderful and I encourage everyone to read it. Yes,
0: it's an amazing book. I took so many notes along the way and I, I feel like I resonated a lot with Estée's stories, even though it was you know decades later, but she really was such a leader in beauty and thinking at at her time, women weren't working and women definitely weren't starting businesses. And I feel like a lot of those core values of who she is carries over to the brand today. So what are some of those things that Estee started that has transcended decades and still remain true at the Estee Lauder company and brands?
1: Her relentless focus on quality, nothing was ever good enough (laughs) until the very last second she tinkered to make sure that everything was the very best, that everything that you do, you do to the utmost, no matter what it is, a presentation, a piece of stationery, no matter what, go for the gold and make it the very best. The other thing that she instilled is that that we're a family company that spans generations. And so the fact that we focus on the long-term and to create things of value that we build brands as we say not only for for years but for decades and and centuries to come and so all of these are are important lessons that she instilled and and her son Leonard and Ronald instilled into the company but the other piece that was super important is about giving back and to those who you know much is given they have a true responsibility to give back to the world and so The company has been very focused on breast cancer awareness and established through Evelyn Lauder, who was extraordinary, the Breast Cancer Research Foundation, funding for breast cancer research and scientists. They started ADDF, which is focused on Alzheimer's drug discovery and has done some great breakthroughs there. And you know the family are true art patrons and take every opportunity to support museums, to support the city of New York, to support art uh, around the world and, and here. And so really they live full lives and they also treat everyone with respect and make sure that we know to say thank you for everything. And by the way, the best lesson in the book is to still send a handwritten thank you note. More than email, more than anything, the handwritten thank you truly matters.
0: I was reading that in the book and how people saved these notes and they would almost look at these notes from Leonard Lauder. There was, what was the name that he called these notes?
1: Is it like a blue note? The blue notes. The blue notes. So I have a file of them. So the reason why he calls them the blue notes is he has a blue pad, as we all do. And on the top of it, it says Leonard Lauder. And so he, first of all, sends those notes in praise and sometimes encouragement and sometimes pointing, just pointing the way forward. But the ones that really that are are so laudatory, you know, I have an entire file of them because you do go back and look at them and they they mean so much. And the other thing is that he you know, always writes a thank you. So if he goes out to dinner, I can tell you the thank you note is done even just before he goes to bed and delivered the following morning. So handwritten notes and blue notes are really the hallmark of Leonard for sure.
0: And I think that's something you've carried over too, because I've been a recipient of a handwritten note from you and I have it saved in a, in
1: a box where I keep all
0: of my cards and all of my special notes from people. And so it really does make someone's day. And it's so special, especially when you're you know, doing it for people in your business and company who are working for you. You never know how one little note can change someone's day and make them feel inspired and motivated.
1: Totally. And, and it is, it's just special. And I think You know, in this world of email and Zoom and everything else, the fact that you take the time to take a piece of stationery and write a lovely thank you and a lovely note, it means the world to people. And so I encourage everyone to do that.
0: Taking a moment to talk to you about one of my favorite supplement brands, Array. If you follow me on Instagram, you know I've been such a fan of their products. They have a bloat and a calm supplement, and I love them both. Since you're always asking me for a promo code, you can shop them on Array.com and use the code Mariana for $5 off. The reason I fell in love with the brand is because one day I was feeling especially anxious and I remember that I bought these supplements. I went to my drawer and I grabbed one and I almost instantly felt at ease and ever since then I've been obsessed. In addition to the Calm supplements, they also have one for bloating. They found that a lot of their friends were always talking about these issues and the funny thing is that both anxiety and bloating are in a viral loop. Being anxious sends your body into fight or flight mode, causing digestion to slow down. And on the flip side, feeling digestive discomfort causes a lot of anxiety. Their products are holistically targeted to both issues. The bloat capsules are versatile because they can be taken at any time, whether you've had a plant-based meal or something heavier, and they optimize digestion and were designed to give women food freedom. You can enjoy the food that you love without any of that discomfort or gas or bloating afterwards, which always seems to happen if I eat some food that just doesn't agree with me. So this helps me so, so much. And yes, it works for men too. Plus Array's products are super chic and they look great on your beauty shelf. If you want to try them, use my promo code so you can get $5 off at Array.com, A-R-R-A-E.com with the code Mariana at checkout. That's M-A-R-I-A-N-N-A at checkout for $5 off. Now let's get back to the episode. We were speaking about Zoom and internet right now, and I know your work life and day-to-day is really different, especially you know, looking over brands globally, how are you handling working everything from home and trying to manage these brands remotely?
1: So what's sort of extraordinary is that in every challenge comes an opportunity. And so, yes, I'm on Zoom calls from early in the morning to late at night, and that's because we do business with Asia. And so they are 12, 13 hours, you know, distance apart from us. And so sometimes we take the morning slot, sometimes we take the night slot. And what is amazing and the opportunity in all this is to communicate with large groups of people all at once. So where I would be on a plane and travel to five different countries to make presentations, you know, in an hour, you could talk to 350 people, 500 people, you know, and deliver one consistent message. So on the plus side, connection and conveying information in a very efficient manner has been you know, one of the positive outcomes from all of this. And um, we've all learned to look at that screen and to really deliver, you know, authentic messages, care for our teams and move the business forward. Alternatively, do I miss traveling the world and seeing everyone in person? I absolutely do. But I think this points to a new future where we'll have some kind of hybrid model and be able to do both.
0: Yeah, we were uh, going through our budget of travel for this year. And I'm like, I don't think we have any international travel this year, but hopefully in the future. But it's been nice because I almost feel like I can do more things because I have more time to be actually at home in front of my computer. And so in some ways, I'm more productive because there used to be like gaps of time where I would be unavailable because I was traveling or jet lagged or whatever the case may be. So I think moving forward, a, a hybrid model works well. And then some of those things that were in person before maybe you don't necessarily need to be in person and everyone's functioning really, really great online.
1: Which It's incredible. First of all, all ages are online and all ages are in Zoom and everybody's communicating like crazy. I totally agree with you about the productivity. You know, I will tell you, I haven't put on a high heel in almost 12 months and um, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't hurt. And I haven't packed up my Ziploc bag or my rolling bag. (laughs) And and it's been, in a certain way, a nice respite from all of that. And the productivity, for sure, is incredibly high. However, I do feel that to understand consumers around the world, you need to be with them. And so when it is safe to do so, I look forward to also traveling and connecting with consumers and our teams and, and seeing the world once again.
0: Yeah, because when we presented, when we launched Sephora Europe, we went to Paris and we met with, you know, all of the regions that sell in Sephora Europe. And I was so interested to see how they gravitated towards our products that were more highly fragranced and scented Mm -hmm. and how it was so different from the U.S. where no one wants fragrance in their skincare and they wanted it to almost smell like nothing. And and then the Middle East, they love our rose scented product. And so it really was so valuable for us to meet people face-to-face and see their reaction when testing our product for the first time. And so I'm definitely missing that part of connecting with our consumers and buyers from all over the world.
1: Absolutely. And also walking the streets and seeing how people live and You know, what beauty, what they're looking like, what they are acting like, what they care about, you know, it's so important. And of course, as you say, getting great feedback along the way.
0: And then your career has been so incredible. You worked your way up. You've been at Lauder for decades. If a woman is looking to start a career in beauty, but they don't have any experience, where is a good place to start?
1: So first of all, if you want to get into beauty, I would take almost any job to get your foot in the door. And so I think you shouldn't have a point of view about what it is exactly you have to do in your first job, but really to just get started. One of the places that I love for people to start is in product development, because I think if you get trained in product development and learn product development, you really kind of get the whole picture. And I think that's something great to do you know, early on in the very beginning. I also think you get great experience by working in a store, assuming that they're open, Because you really learn what it's like to satisfy consumers, to listen to consumers, to know what a challenge it is, to to really sell and deliver on a product. So those two places, I think, are a great, great, great place to start. But if you're passionate and you really want to be in this business, I have the utmost faith that passion is the key ingredient. And if you love what you do, you will be good at it. And people will recognize you for what you accomplish. And I think beauty is a fantastic, fantastic career.
0: Taking a break to tell you about one of my favorite Los Angeles brands of curated staples for looking and feeling your best, Jenny Kane. I love their pieces from my wardrobe to my home, and it's so, so perfect for my style. It's so effortless and elevated, and when I get dressed in the morning, my go-to looks is usually leggings, a knit sweater, chic slides, so their site is a one-stop shop for my entire outfit. They have timeless classics and beautiful neutrals, which you know I love, and they're always comfortable while still being stylish. Jenny Kane is your go-to shopping destinations for all things cozy and classic, and I am obsessed with everything there, not just for myself, but for gifts whenever I need something for a chic friend, a new mama, or as a housewarming gift. Jenny Kane believes that getting dressed should be the easiest part of your routine, and with polished basics and home pieces that will never go out of style, they make these everyday moments such a breeze. You'll be sure to find pieces that are perfect for any season, well past spring, and for many years to come. Jenny Kane's shoes and slippers are always a staple in my closet, from lounging at home to running errands. Their mules come in leather, suede, shearling, and more, and is the classic shoe style that started it all for the brand. They are so effortless, comfortable, and make your whole outfit look so put together. I'm also really into their knits, Fisherman, and Cocoon. From cashmere to cotton, the cozy sweaters are lightweight and luxe, and you'll want to wear them through so many seasons, and they are definitely pieces you'll keep in your closet for so many years. So find your forever pieces at JennyKane.com and get 15% off your order when you use my code LIFE at checkout. That's J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com and use my code LIFE, L-I-F-E, at checkout. Now let's get back to the episode. I'm learning as we hire people that there's so many different skills that you can have and how they cross promote. And then especially at a smaller company, you can learn so many different jobs because we kind of need everyone to be all hands on deck for all different departments. And so going to smaller brands. And then I think we've been more flexible, you know, in the last year, we've hired a lot of people remote. I haven't even got a chance to meet people in person yet, but we've trained them remotely and been more Mm -hmm. open to hiring people from different industries. So we have people that came from other industries, but we're actually learning so much from them because what worked there, we can apply to beauty that we didn't think of before. And it's going back to what you said about Leonard Lauder, that we are hiring people who are smarter than us, who are teaching us things. And it has just been so incredible this last year. And when you guys are hiring, I know that you love to promote people and keep them within the Lauder family. How do you keep people motivated to grow and how do you keep that talent happy so that they want to, you know, work their way up?
1: Well first of all, you know, we, we do both. I mean, we recruit great talent as you say because we lots of new, we need people with new skills that we might not already have. So whether that's in digital or online or even in product or any aspect of the business, we really are a combination of existing great teams and bringing in new talents and new capabilities and that's that's how it all works. But what is amazing about the company is because it's multi-branded, you have the opportunity to grow up in the company and move from place to place. So you might start, for example, in Bobby Brown and then you know take a job in Tom Ford and move from, let's say, product to marketing and marketing to finance and, fi- and move around. So we really have a learning culture and a learning organization. There are so many great classes and programs now actually offered digitally, where you can learn new skills, you can learn presentation skills, and we really foster this idea of moving around the world, trying new things and and providing growth. So that's really the, the true philosophy and that keeps people motivated, turned on, you know, going to the next level and really kind of striving for greatness. And so it's a unique culture And it's a unique people culture, as I said, caring for people, but it's also a high performance uh, culture as well as today we are a public company and we really drive for success. And the two is a very much a magic combination and people like to stay with us and like to grow with us, but we also love to bring in great talent from the outside and have new people with new ideas and new things. And so, you know, one of the great things is, is our reverse mentor program. So we have fabulous, you know, millennials in the company that are teaching, you know, the more senior executives and vice versa. We have programs for young people to really move along and move up within the company. So we take all of this very seriously. I mean, there is nothing more important than our people and there's nothing more important than caring for our people, nurturing them, growing them and having them try new things and do better and better and better, you know, for us. So it's, uh, it's great and people love it and people stay a long time.
0: I think the reverse mentoring is so genius because it keeps the senior leadership really in touch with how business is evolving and how something like one viral TikTok can increase yep. a product sales so much. And senior leadership needs to understand how important that is. So then when marketing wants more of a budget to spend on digital, you understand why. Oh, I
1: understand why. You understand. I know <laughs> you get it. That's asking, <laughs> I'm the one that's asking for it. But, but absolutely. And, you know, I, for all of us, you know, I'm on social media all day long and actually between meetings when I get up in the morning and before I go to bed and I'm looking and I, I look for influences all over, Mariana, like, you know, I, I I look at museums, I look at different <laughs> cooking schools and uh, beauty entrepreneurs and just different businesses visually. I'm, I love interiors and architecture and design and So I take all of those things and put them all together to try to figure out, you know, where the world is going. And I think we all have to be incredibly open to all influences coming from everywhere and quite frankly from all around the world.
0: Last year with store closures, how did you guys have to pivot? Did you end up focusing more on digital or increased sampling?
1: We pivoted quickly last in the past year to really focus on driving online because and and digital, of course, because when the stores are closed, you know, that's what you've got. And I think that that pivot happened really, really quickly and, 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 and fast and, and with drive. And so first I think everybody had to catch their breath for a couple of minutes and then boom, it happened. And such great things happened at this time where a lot of the creative directors who would go to studios literally started, you know photographing campaigns in their home or in their backyard. And literally everybody moved on that particular moment. and you know, augmented our digital efforts, started recruiting consumers like crazy, you know, up the conversion, got people to purchase. And, you know, what's wonderful is the stores may be closed, but there's an insatiable appetite for beauty. So if they're not going to get it by walking through the front door, they're going to get it by opening up their laptop, their iPad, or their iPhone, and they're going for it. So um, all we had to do was channel that energy into a way that they wanted to shop, and the results were fantastic.
0: And what did you learn about your customers this year, how they wanted to shop and test product?
1: Well, what we learned, first of all, at this particular time was was how passionate, really passionate they were about skincare, how passionate they were about wellness, how passionate they were about ingredients, and how we needed to provide them with much more information and depth. So really, all ages were buying online. So that was fantastic. But what they wanted in terms of information was to go much deeper. So, we created ingredient glossaries across many, and if not all, of our brands, leading with Aveda, who, by the way, they became announced that they were vegan as of January. And they were the first to be as transparent in our world and really give information about ingredients. You know, consumers wanted to understand how to try on products. And so we initiated virtual try ons for both skincare and makeup. Bobby Brown took makeup artistry online. And so they took the lessons that the makeup artist did in in the store and then made them readily available for one-on-one consultations, for makeup artistry classes. We just literally had to take the entire experience that we had honed in-store and bring it online at the speed of light. And we did. And from it, there became new business models, social selling, which you do you know, almost every single time uh, you appear, you're selling something. But for us, it was a pivot of how we go on and we service customers, you know, from our homes instead of from the stores. And we mobilized our field, our team, our beauty advisors, our consultants, our makeup artists uh, to make this happen. And really a new business models were created all around the world.
0: Yeah. And that was something I actually worked with you all on um, last year. And I did... Social selling online through Instagram, talking about new Estee Lauder products. And then I also hosted, you know, these online live shopping experiences on the website. And your teams pivoted so quickly. The customer service teams were amazing. As I'm speaking, they're responding to people and selling product all at the same time. And it was such a great digital experience that people loved. And it was almost like a QVC live shopping, but at home that you could do and you could interact at the same time. And I think that customer experience with a real person on the other end to be able to chat with is what customers are wanting online now because they can't try products in person. So who can they talk to to get product recommendations?
1: Exactly. Exactly. And you, by the way, did a fantastic job. As you know, I was cheering you on. Thank you. But it was so nice to see teams that, you know, work in stores and couldn't, you know, go to the store and do what they do and then really find a new way, in addition to the fantastic job you did, you know, for them to be able to have one-on-one conversations and consultations with consumers. And now they know that they can expect that level of service online. Whereas the in-store experience used to dominate and shopping online was more like picking it up from a catalog, so to speak. Whereas now it's a dynamic, it's an active, it's an engaging experience. And all the brands from you know Origins, Veda, Lauder, La Bobby, and Mac, and everybody across our portfolio are all doing it, but with their own special take, which in terms of their DNA and what their consumers want. And I think um, it's pretty amazing. And I think this part of the business is just going to go through the roof. On the other side, we now have to figure out when the stores do reopen, how to make that experience just extraordinary. So yeah. people want to shop and feel comfortable shopping and can complement their online experience today with their in-store experience.
0: For sure. And I think one of the most exciting things that you've added to their portfolio recently is Dr. Jart and I love the brand. I heard the founder speak through translation at a women's wear daily thing a few years ago and mm-hmm. he was just so inspiring i love how he was talking about the architecture of stores the experience that they have the right. products are just so unique and interesting so what catches your attention when looking at new and indie brands
1: well first of all you know we do have a kind of plan of where where we want to go and what we're looking at so we have a bit of a strategic plan so that we we can't look at everything but we we try to look at as much as we can but what we're really captivated by are amazing founders who see the world potentially differently or in a new way, different from what we already have in our portfolio. So great, great, great founders like Leo, as you mentioned, um, from Dr. Jart. We look to see, you know, the differentiated point of view on Dr. Jart. You know very well it's about both skin science and art. They have a unique take and a a unique combination of You know, high performing products, but also an incredibly unique and artful way of bringing that to life. So uh, that's a great example. We also look for product quality above, you know, certainly as important as the founder, great, great, great products, as we talked about, where consumers love them, repeat on them, and come back again and again, because that's the sustainable business model. We look across all categories of business. We certainly are very interested in certain parts of the world like Asia, but we uh, are open to great people, great products, and great opportunities.
0: And you guys have added so many great brands. And I love whenever I see you guys start working with a brand and how you really support them. So I think with an acquisition or something like that, you really stay true to Dr. Jart's brand DNA. I haven't seen the brand change. And I think that's a fear for some people when they see a brand get acquired. So, how do you? make sure the brand stays true to who they are once you start working together?
1: Sure. But we, we don't acquire brands to change them. We acquire brands to enhance them, to potentially bring them from one market to many markets around the world. So as an example, you know, on Dr. Jart, we greatly respect the DNA, the founders, and what makes them tick. And they're obviously a huge sensation in Korea. What we bring to them is the platform, the people, the global scale to bring the incredible work that this team does to then be successful in the U.S. and the U.S. at Sephora, in the U.K., et cetera, and be able to tailor that to connect with consumers locally, which may not exactly be the exact Korean execution in the U.S., but to take the elements of it and to make it relatable and to make it successful. We respect founders. We were born of a founder. So when you come from a founder, like Mrs. Estee lauder you understand that founders rule. And so the great support that love that we give is to help them flourish and to fulfill their dreams.
0: And what have you learned from seeing new brands pop up? I know you're always on social, so you're seeing great brands like Way and, and yeah. all of these new amazing brands online. Yeah.
1: Yep. I love them. You know, Jen knows I'm in touch with her. We, we keep in touch as well. I just am a great admirer. I think, first of all, I do think you and Jen and some others really represent everything that Mrs. Lauder was about, which is that indefatigable spirit, going out there, making business happen, showing how products work, how they're used, how you, they enter into your life, how you can make them great, what they do. So I'm I'm always looking and seeing that. And I, it really resonates with me. I do feel like the other side of me is actually an entrepreneur. Um, my company has allowed me to fulfill my entrepreneurial spirit while also being part of a big company, which is quite unique. But uh, I really cherish, value, respect, and really love, especially the great women of this industry like you who are really making it happen. It just gives me great joy to cheer you guys on and to really believe that the future belongs to all of you.
0: Well, thank you so much. I have like such a big smile on my face and it means so much coming from you because I respect you and your career and what you've done so much. And it, you're just so, uh, so amazing. So thank you so much. Last question. I want to ask you, what do you think gives indie brands longevity to stand the test of time? There are so many new brands popping up now, but you don't want to be a flash in the pan. So how can you last through decades?
1: I think that the way you last through decades is number one: being true to who you are, knowing who you are, being clear about who you are as a brand, and staying true to that and not wavering. You know, not copying to trends or being pushed to do something that you, and your heart and your soul, don't you know, is not right. So, staying true and authentic and being your authentic self, uh, making products in any category that truly are the best. That you know in your heart people will love and continue to buy over time. And to really understand that you know, building a brand is not a sprint, it's really a long distance run. And know that you are in it for the long haul, that you're gonna do what it takes, and you're gonna make it happen year after year after year and, and deliver greatness. And so to me, those are the three most important qualities. And of course never give up because challenges come to everyone and that belief not to give up if you are thrown a curveball and believe in yourself believe in what you do and continue on and uh, the world is yours
0: amazing that was so great well thank you so much for joining us your career is remarkable. So many women and people in beauty should really just look up to the way that you've worked your way up at Lauder and and you're just the best. So thank you so much for joining us. And I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Marianne. It's been my honor and a a total privilege and I just adore you and you know it. Thank Thank you so much.